Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hi, I'm Ben Ferguson. Inflation is eating away at your purchasing power, risking your savings and future legacy. Now, with more taxes and an unsustainable national debt and the push for central bank digital currencies, financial freedom is at stake. If you have 50000 or more in retirement savings, you may be at risk. Freedom Gold USA is here to help you preserve and protect your wealth with physical gold and silver. Act now. Call them 1-800-655-8843 or visit freedomgoldusa.com slash Ben to see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. That's 1-800-655-8843 or freedomgoldusa.com slash Ben. Well, we still have no speaker in the House. That is something that should make you angry because there are idiot Republicans that are continuing to screw the American people and the will of the people to give us a speaker that we all want. That speaker was to be Jim Jordan. And who stopped it? Not Democrats, but Republicans. What happens next? No one knows. There's a lot of different theories out there of, will we pick a guy that everyone can agree on? Will the Democrats end up helping uh, with a couple Republicans choose who the next speaker will be. And there are important issues that are going on in Washington and investigations that are happening and a war between Israel and terrorists that desperately need to be dealt with. And the Republican Party still doesn't have a speaker of the House. This is a disaster. Now, I, I want to move from that because there's other big news that happened. This is news that came out on Friday that is significant. House Oversight Committee Chairman, Representative James Comer, offered an update on a report of a $200,000 check, a payment to President Joe Biden from his brother, Jim Biden. In the memo line, it said loan reimbursement. Were there any loan papers connected to this? No, not from what we understand. Was this a way of funneling money to the President of the United States of America? The big guy? Absolutely. James Comer went on Hannity to explain what they found in this investigation. Now, this is the first time that we've had direct linkage and proof of hundreds of thousands of dollars going into the bank account of Joe Biden from the Biden crime family business. Listen to what James Comer said. Now, please take what I'm giving you. Share this podcast wherever ever you are on social media hit that little forward button and share it so other people hear this because the media is not wanting you to understand this is so much bigger than watergate this is so much bigger than anything we've seen before this is tying direct payments to the president of the united states of america from bad actors around the world listen House Oversight uh, Committee Chairman James Comer has released new evidence today in his investigation into the Biden family syndicate, their business dealings, and this is a bombshell. Take a look at this. That is a check from Jim Biden. That is Joe Biden's brother to Joe 
for a whopping $200,000. And this very check was written on the exact same day that Jim allegedly got a, quote, loan from a failing hospital company for the exact same amount of money. We did reach out to the parties involved for comment, and shockingly, we didn't hear back. But clearly, this news is creating some panic inside the Biden White House tonight. And one of Biden's press underlings rushed to make sure that everybody knows the check clearly says it was a loan repayment from Jim to Joe. But if that's true, it unlocks a whole new host of questions. Why did Joe loan Jim 200 grand in the first place? Question two, how did Joe, uh, admittedly one of the poorest members of the Senate, a career public servant, how did he have and was able to how was he able to afford to give that amount of money to his brother? And why did Jim need to be paid by someone else before he could repay Joe? He with the details, House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chair James Comer is with us. Uh, and by the way, correct me if I'm wrong and maybe I'm jumping ahead. Uh, you have other new evidence that we expect next week that'll show something similar. Yeah, we've uh, we found a lot of suspicious checks that uh, the brother uh, was involved in and uh, Joe was a beneficiary of. And we're going to talk about that uh, as we move on. But what we're doing is we're tracing the money, Sean. It's not just that they got a $200,000 payment, that Joe Biden received a $200,000 payment. It's where the money came from. And the money came from Jim Biden, where he influence peddled to a company in the United States that he went and said that he could help through his brother's contacts get capital from from the Middle East. So he convinced this company to give him $600,000, and they did it in increments. The last increment was $200,000. That $200,000 then went to Jim Biden's personal account, and it was a loan, according to uh, the way Jim Biden deposited. And then he wrote on the same day a check to Joe Biden for a loan repayment. Now, they're playing the loan card a lot. Remember the $250,000 wire that we identified three weeks ago that came from China to Hunter Biden that was addressed to Joe Biden's house? The White House said that was a loan, too. And, Sean, what you're going to be hearing out of the White House over the next few weeks is loan, loan, loan. And look, even if Joe Biden did give his brother a loan, which I don't believe he did, the fact that, that his brother defrauded a company that is now bankrupt and all the creditors lost all their money that they invested in this or loaned to this healthcare company, but Joe Biden got $200,000 from it before they went bankrupt, all because Jim Biden was selling the brand, was selling the Biden wow. name and convinced people to pay him money in exchange for favors from Joe Biden. Wouldn't you have to have a record of when you gave the loan? And wouldn't that bank yes. record exist as well? Have you been able to yeah. find that? We, well, we just found, announced a check today and we've asked the White House to produce documentation of the loan, the terms of the loan. And, and we also want to know from Joe Biden, was he aware when he took that $200,000 that it came from a company his brother defrauded? in the name of Joe Biden, that Joe Biden could come in and save the day through his contacts in the Middle East, John. That's yeah. where this influence peddling scheme came. We've talked about China, Romania, Russia, Ukraine. Now we're talking about the Middle East. 
We've talked about Hunter Biden. Now we're on to Jim Biden. We've been following the money. We're going to continue to follow the money. But more and more suspicious activity is popping up everywhere to the tunes of millions and millions of dollars from the Biden family. And now we have evidence that Joe Biden benefited directly from this. If, if his brother hadn't defrauded that company through the influence peddling scheme, he never could have paid Joe Biden back that $200,000. Assuming Joe Biden really loaned him $200,000, which I'm not convinced that he did. Uh, would it be a fair assessment in the next couple of weeks, there'll be a cascading amount of devastating evidence like this that proves that uh, by following the money that everything Joe Biden said about his involvement in all of this is false? Is that a fair statement? Well, uh, look, I, I think we continue to produce evidence. I think we've already produced a lot of evidence, but the media says, well, you got to have a payment to Joe. Well, here we go. Here's the first payment to Joe. Stay tuned, Sean. Stay tuned. Let me tell you this. I've talked to several people that are around this investigation in Washington this week when I was in D.C. This is not going to be the only check. This is not going to be the only payment. And the other part of this understanding of this, the, these, these quote, loans is the White House is, is describing it away. The Biden crime family is describing it away. Joe Biden's brother, Jim Biden, is far more wealthy on paper than Joe Biden has ever been. Jimmy, all right, Jim Biden, the president's brother, is, 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 a, is a lobbyist. That's what he is. He's a foreign agent that never registered. That's what he is. He's had millions and millions and millions and millions coming into his bank account. Did, did the president's brother, Jim Biden, need $200,000 from Joe? Was he down and out? No. And the other thing is, is think about $200,000 loan, personal loan. Jim Biden had plenty of cash. Jim Biden had plenty of connections with banking. We know that. Jim Biden could have gone to any bank gotten a loan for $200,000 if he actually needed $200,000. He didn't need $200,000. This was money laundering. This is how the mob does money laundering. This is all the earmarks of, a laun- of, of laundering cash to the President of the United States of America. Now, the documentation that you would need to prove that you have this many loans happening on a regular basis, right? Where there's, hey, I need 200000 No problem, brother. I'll send it to you right now. Hey, I need another 150000 I need 120. I need 180. I need 400. From a guy that has more money than you do, if Jim Biden called Joe Biden and said, hey, brother, I need to borrow 200 k in a real world, you'd be like, hey, man, why? You're richer than I am. Why do you need me to give you a measly two hundred? Because to Jim Biden, $200,000 is not a lot of money. Because Jim Biden is rich. Richer than the president has ever been on paper. Could he get loans if he needed loans for $200,000? Of course he could. This isn't a loan, folks. This is money laundering. This is the 10% for the big guy money. And you need to share it because the media will not cover this. We have payments to a sitting president that compromises our national security, it compromises our country, it compromises the presidency, it compromises his entire family to blackmail, and we have proof of it now. I promise you we're going to keep following this issue, and there's going to be a hell of a lot that comes out over the next few weeks, so make sure you subscribe, hit that download button so that you know and don't miss an episode on the Biden crime family. 
Now, I want to pivot to some other big news of the day, and I want to bring in a good friend of mine, Bill O'Reilly. He's got a new book that is out, Killing the Witches. Uh, it's going to be another bestseller for him. He does a series. It's incredible. But I want to talk about some of the big issues of the day. Bill, uh, as a pleasure, I love having you on. I love having you on when your books come out. Uh, I want to ask you a question, though, about the coverage that the media uh, has been putting out there about this attack on this hospital in Israel. They all got it wrong. The headlines show just how anti-Semitic they are. BBC, CNN, NBC News, MSNBC, they're all out there. New York Times saying Israel bombed a hospital. They didn't. The hospital wasn't even directly hit. There was not 500 dead, 400 dead, 300 dead. Yet they're not retracting their stories. You have Rashid Tlaib, who's out there in D.C. yesterday, um, getting all this anti-Semitism fired up, saying that they bombed the hospital even after she knows she's lying. And yet we have a media that is still saying, well, it's not, you know, okay, maybe they didn't do it. However, it could have happened by Israel. So it wasn't that crazy to go down this road. It wasn't that nuts to say they probably did it, even though they didn't do it. I've never seen so much anti-Semitism come from the media at one time. Your reaction? I did the uh, message of the day on BillOReilly.com, and we would love to have your uh, listeners go there every day. Um, and I have a message. You can read it. It's free and this, on this topic. So it's more about incompetence and anti-Semitism in the corporate media in America. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. I was on News Nation last night with Chris Cuomo, and I spelled out every major news organization that misreported the hospital story. And they're the biggest. All three networks, AP, New York Times, Washington Post. These people that run these news operations, number one, are almost 100% leftists. And I don't say that, you know, people go, oh, yeah, you know, liberal people are bad. And that's not what I'm doing here. I know who's running these operations. So, number one, they are liberal people. They don't have a favorable view, generally speaking, of Israel. But the, the biggest problem is they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to report stories when the facts are foggy. You can do it. All you got to do is so simple. You have to say there's a hospital in Gaza that was hit by a rocket. Those are the initial reports we're getting. Both sides are accusing the other. That's it. You don't need to take one side. Everybody knows that anything out, coming out of Gaza is coming out of Hamas, because Hamas runs Gaza. But they don't do that. And then you have hysteria. Now, on a political front, last night on the No Spin News, and that's on BillOReilly.com, and that's our TV broadcast, I said, look, any congressperson, whether it's Tlaib or Omar or Ocasio-Cortez, anybody, who is misreporting what's happening in Israel and Gaza should be then brought in front of the House Ethics Committee because what they're doing is fostering violence. And that would put an end to this. So I put Tlaib and today an ethics investigation in the House on her neck. Because we got to stop this madness, man. You know that. You, you look at what she said yesterday afternoon as there were people getting arrested. I was in D.C. and it was it was incredibly hostile. You had people basically bombarding into house office buildings. You had people arrested 
is they were occupying uh, the the chambers uh, out, you know, in the in the in the rotunda. Don't worry, there won't be a January sixth investigation. Of this this is normal. But she sobbed out there when she lied, knowing that this story she was telling is a lie. She's a propagandist for Hamas. Here's what she said in her own words: Think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and somebody you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They They can cry, I can cry, we all can cry. If we're not crying, something is wrong. And so I'm telling you right now, President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up and understand that. I mean, you hear that, Bill. She knows everything she's saying right there is a lie. She knows it's all propaganda. And yet she's doing it anyway. Well, then she should be the subject of a House ethics investigation. Republicans control the House. They can make that happen in a, in a finger snap. And the other thing is the people in her district keep voting her back in. This, the only avenue to, to punish this woman is the ethics committee in the House. That's it. You look at where we are in the world. You look at what's happening in Germany right now. There's a lot of protests that are happening there. Uh, chaos in many cities uh, over last night. Major protests happening. Anti-Israel protests. Is this a moment in our history where you go, did we learn nothing from the Holocaust? And, and also, did we learn nothing, Bill, from 9-11? And I say that because we have a wide open border. We have, I mean, wide open border right now. We have more people that have been caught on the terrorist watch list this year than the last five years combined. We have a wide open border. Did we learn nothing from history? Well, obviously, the Biden administration has not. They're entirely responsible for the open border. So in the election of 24, Joe Biden should not get one vote. He should be shut out. If the American voters were rational. But the poison of ideology uh, has seeped into a significant part of our population, and that's what you're seeing. So they don't care about the Holocaust, or they don't care about 9-11. They're they're progressives. Progressives hate Israel, so they're going to hate Israel. I mean, you've got to break it down to its simplest component because that's what it is. These aren't rational people. They don't know anything. You think Ocasio-Cortez knows anything? Yeah. How long, Ben, do you think she could sit for an interview with me? Uh, 50 seconds, and the question would be 30 of that. The first round knockout. And it wouldn't even be, it would be like a minute and a half. Yeah. She doesn't know anything. But the people in the Bronx, vote her in. And, And that's just what it is. So... It's always been that way in our history. We've always had villains and stupid people elected. Um, And you just have to hope that most voters start to see the light. And there's a a repudiation of the Democrat progressive movement next this, you know, November 24. Yeah, it's sad. uh, Yesterday I was in an elevator with, with Fetterman in Congress and he's sitting there in his Carhartt jacket. And I'm just sitting there going, is this really where we are as a country? We've got this yeah, guy who's a United States country. I mean, this and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at him. I'm like, you're and we were chatting. 
But I'm like, this is who's a United States senator now. Like, this is what we've got. This is the best we can send to Washington is a guy that's wearing Carhartts that walks the edge of the Senate chamber, looks at the guy at the red desk and does a thumbs down. So he doesn't even have to walk into the Senate because he doesn't want to put on a suit. It's unbelievable that this is the United States of America right now. Well, people in Pennsylvania voted him in. Yeah. And Let's that's talk- our system. Let's talk about history for a second. Another one of your books is going to another bestseller, I'm sure. Uh, you, you, you're on a roll here. And I, if you've never gotten into the killing books that you would put out, they're incredible. Killing the Witches, the Horrors of Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, the, the timing of this is, 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 is pretty interesting right now, especially with everything you and I just talked about. Talk a little bit about this book, what you're going to get in it. Uh, and it's a great book to give, especially during the holidays. Yeah, and Halloween, the best Halloween book ever, with apologies to Edgar Allan Poe. So Killing the Witches is the 13th killing book, the most successful nonfiction book series on the planet of all time. Um, And I chose to write about this topic because the witch hunt of 1692 in the Massachusetts Bay Colony of Salem is back. The witch hunt today is called cancel culture and the similarities between what happened back in Salem and what are happening now are startling. No due process. All accusations are convictions. Now we're not hanging people anymore, but we're destroying their lives. And we have in the back half of killing the witches studies. I I tell you, look at this woman, look at this guy. Lives are ruined because of this witch hunt, this cancel culture. But the real horror of what happened way back in 1692, most Americans have no blank and clue, Ben. This was mass murder sanctioned by the Puritan ministers and the corrupt judges. And it was harrowing. And it was driven by little girls, young girls, who would point at adults and go, Oh, this person came to me in the night and made me sign the devil's book. You know, crazy stuff. And then two weeks later, the person had a rope around their neck. So Americans have heard about it, but they don't know about it. And then they don't know how every technique used in Salem is now being used again in the United States 2023. And in between, we tell you, you know, and in my books, like, fly by. If you start to read this book, you're going to stay up late. It's a scary book uh, and very apropos for Halloween season. When you look at and you write these books and it's history, but you look at the repeat of history and how quickly we forget and, and just completely blow by what we should have learned in the past And you talk about this book now. I mean, hell, look at what's happening even with Trump. He's guilty of everything now because we want to we want to, you know, get rid of him. We want to imprison him. We want to make him ineligible to to run for office again. We want to gag order him now. It's election interference. Clearly, you you look at all that. You would think that we would have better checks and balances. But when you have rogue activists who become attorneys, of you know, generals of states and district attorneys and things like that, you get where we are now. Is there any going to be a course correction? Are you afraid we're so far gone now that we've weaponized our judicial system? I think there couldn't be a course correction in America, but people are going to have to wise up. And I think they are. I mean, you see the uh, polling shows that 70% of the American 
population thinks the country's in the wrong direction. Well, do something about it. You know, throw these people out. Vote them out. Um, so, look, the cancel culture is a terrible, terrible thing. And you mentioned Trump. Um, he uses the term witch hunt more than anybody. And I ran into one of his guys last week, and I said, look, every time the former president says witch hunt, can he just hold up the copy of Killing the Witches? That would be great marketing <laughs> for me. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. Um, but I do, I'm a historian. We go up and down in America. We've always done that since 1776, and I think we'll make a comeback, but, you know, you can't guarantee that. Killing the Witches, it's an incredible book out now. Great for the holiday season. As always, Bill, uh, great to have you on. Great to chat with you. Tell everybody again where they can find you. Uh, BillOReilly.com is our nexus. We are the most uh, successful independent news agency in the world now. Uh, to go along with the best-selling book series. So I'm real pleased about how people are responding to us. And the reason is we tell the truth. We give you information, but we give it to you in an entertaining way, whether it be on TV, radio, or in the books. So great talking to you, Ben. Thanks for having me, and let's talk again soon. All right, let me tell you real quick about an amazing company called Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, they have been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They offer you dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the leftist agenda. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, making switching easy. You get to keep your same cell phone number, keep your same phone that you have right now, keep your same phone, or upgrade to a new one, and their team will help you find the best plan for your needs and save you real money. You got a small business? They can cover all that as well. All you need to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the promo code Ferguson. Join me and make the switch today and protect our values and stand for them with every phone call. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm going to go back in time here. This is Nancy Pelosi on CNN, a show called Say the Union. 
And this is what she said about Israel and Gaza, a truce or consequences. And this was years ago. And here's what she said about Hamas. Listen. War is a, is, is a deadly thing. And I have many Palestinians who live in my district, and I'm hearing from them regularly about how their families are affected who live in the region. It's a terrible thing. But let me just say that any missile that comes from someplace has a return address. And if Israel is responding to that address, uh, uh, then it's a shame that the Palestinians are using uh, a rumor to be using children and families as shields for their right. for their missiles. Right. Uh, should we all try to, you know, first of all, avoid conflict? The Hamas initiated this. So, again, this uh, this has to be something where we try to have the two state solution that we have to support. We have to support Abbas and his role as leader there. We have to support Iron Dome to protect the Israelis from the missiles. We have to support the right. Palestinians and what they need. And we have to confer with the Qataris who have told me over and over again that Hamas is a humanitarian organization. Maybe they could use their influence uh, to um, uh, to the U.S. To thinks they're a matters. terrorist organization, though. Crack to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we've to, had that discussion. Mm-hmm. And we've had that discussion. Quateris has told me Hamas is a humanitarian organization. Maybe they can use their influence. That was Nancy Pelosi's telling you that Hamas was a humanitarian organization. Son of Hamas leader. Went on Fox News Channel today to explain Hamas. Okay, this is the son of the Hamas uh, of Hamas leader. And he's saying to the world, you need to understand what this is. You need to understand. This is my family. I understand what they are. So you've got Pelosi who's, who thought literally Hamas was a humanitarian organization. And now listen to the son of a, of a Hamas leader by the name of Hassan tell you what Hamas actually is. Our next guest grew up in the West Bank where his father was a founding member of Hamas. He was groomed to take a senior role before he turned on the terrorist group in prison. Spying for Israel now, converting to Christianity, and ultimately seeking asylum in the U.S. Masab Hassan returns to us now as he came a few years ago. And now we got more than ever. Masab, it's great to see you. We'd love to know the insight of this group and how they were able to pull off what they did October 7th. First, can you tell the audience your background, people that didn't read your book? Uh, you know, I was born at the heart of Hamas leadership, you know, and I know them very well. Uh, they don't care for the Palestinian people. They don't regard uh, the human life. And uh, I saw their brutality firsthand uh, back in 1996 when I spent about a year and a half in Megiddo prison. You know, they killed so many Palestinian people at that time. And this is when I decided that I, I cannot be together with this uh, movement. In fact, I asked myself a question. What if they become a ruling party at some point? What will they do if they succeed in destroying Israel and building their state? What will they do? They will kill our people. And this was the first question, you know, that actually I had to be honest with myself. Even though Hamas gave me advantages, you know, I was like a prince in that world. And but I did not like them. You know, and uh, I turned against uh, even my own blood, you know, because this is how much I did not like Hamas. And today, 25 years later, they are the rulers of Gaza, and we see what they are capable of doing. 
We saw what happened October 7th. We saw them uh, uh, do what they did to Holocaust victims. They have now over 200 hostages, uh, murdered babies in their cribs, and we see the horror of what they're capable of. Now they've retreated back to Gaza, and a, a ground incursion is about to happen. Would you recommend Israel do this? And what will they find when they go in? Okay, first of all, we need to evacuate civilians as much as we can. You know, this is an ugly war and Israel did not start it. Hamas did. First of all, we need to encourage civilians to go into Egypt, possibly women and children, maybe men over 50 years old. These need to get out of the picture. You know, then the strip need to be cut two pieces, north and south, two parts. The northern part, this is where most of the tunnels are. They, we need to have a solid siege, okay, for long enough to deplete the enemy and to starve them. After that, we may need to explore using gas. This is like sounds horrible, but I don't see any other option. The tunnels are interconnected and gas could be one of the solutions, but this has to be in the right time. We cannot just rush into Gaza, you know. There is no modern army that is prepared for this type of war. And most importantly, we need to get the civilians out of the picture. As long as there are civilians there, right. then the operation might be incomplete. But Masab, you also say it's, it's almost impossible for us to give aid to the Gaza Strip, $100 million we're about to give them and keep it away from Hamas. Don't you, you agree that that can't work? Look, after we destroy the tunnels, we need to uh, uh, finish Hamas rule in Gaza Strip. This is priority number one. Then we need to replace the regime. Could be the Palestinian Authority, could be the Egyptian government, could be Arab League uh, force. Uh, we need to replace their uh, uh, rule in Gaza. After that, we can talk about aid. But as of now, sending any aid right. is a mistake. So you also believe that this isn't about the Palestinians fighting for their rights and their sovereignty. What is the real mission of Hamas? And what do they really think of the Palestinian people? You know, Hamas is not a national uh, movement. Hamas is a religious movement uh, with a goal to establish an Islamic state. They don't care for nationalism. Actually, they are against nationalism. With that said, uh, my understanding that they are using the Palestinian cause only to achieve their goals, so the long-term goal, you know, t transforming the Middle East and the world into an Islamic uh, state. This is Hamas uh, agendas, and they are not heading, by the way. So uh, uh, Hamas is serving uh, foreign agendas, we're talking about Iran and we're talking about Russia lately. Hamas serve uh, uh, those parties and Iran pays them close to a billion dollars annually. Iran is the real master in this picture. Hamas does not serve the Palestinian people. Hamas serve right. Iran. Those are the masters of Hamas. So. Uh, they lie about nationalism, that they are a national movement and they care for the Palestinian people. Look at them. They are using Palestinian people as a human shield. We need to free Gaza from Hamas. This is what Israel is doing. It's doing the Palestinian people the greatest favor by uh, 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 bringing Hamas down. Then the Palestinian people, they just want to live a normal life. They don't want missiles in the most populated area on right. Earth. 
to be launched from under hospitals, from crowded areas, uh, and going suicidal uh, and endangering the life of the entire population of Gaza. Who does that? You've got to be insane to do such an operation. Right. And, and you're talking about your you family. Know, that used to, have to your family them. used to believe that. And you used to believe that that was okay. And But you don't. Uh, Masab, now, quick, quick exit question. Around the globe, and even in our capital, people are protesting for Hamas. Uh, they're saying for, for the Israel to back off and stop with the airstrikes. Well, what do you say to those protesters? What is it about their mindset? Okay, l- listen, I, I cannot convince uh, the, the entire world of truth. Right now, uh, people are emotional. They hate to see children dying. Even though, you know, Hamas is killing the people at the hospital, and we have evidence of that, but they still blame Israel. People can blame whoever they want. You know, but now we have to concentrate. We have to focus. Public opinion is very important, but unfortunately, it's not... Uh, the time to win the public opinion. It's the time to win the war against the most brutal terrorist organization living today, you know. And later on, when people look back at the situation, they will understand what we were doing. We should not be afraid of the public opinion. We have to explain as much as we can. And you're doing that. Now we have to concentrate uh, on our goals. And Masab, that's why your perspective is so vital. This is a man who is in Hamas, groomed to be a leader in Hamas, whose father, leader of Hamas, who left his own family, and he's telling you this is who Hamas is. Believe him. When, when, When the jihadists tell you who they are, believe them. When the jihadists explain to you what they, what they are just, no, just take them for their actions. When the jihadists show you what they do and what they believe and that they will behead children and women and take people, Holocaust survivors, and will behead infants, believe them. And yet you have a president of the United States of America is going to hold America hostage saying, I'll give you some money for some good stuff like border security if you give me money that I demand for other things that are not for the good of the country. Don't forget, share this podcast with your family and friends, please. And I will see you back here tomorrow. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.